Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dirt Stories. Uh, in episode 23 today, we are talking about getting paid in the construction industry. As well, I'm sure most of you who are listening to this are involved in the construction industry, I'm sure that you've experienced the struggle that can come with of trying to get paid um, for the work that you're doing. For some reason in this industry, there's so much red tape, there's so many different legalities that have to be followed, um, and I'm really excited to have Alex Dunn from Level Set on the podcast today to break down with me why this is so difficult for the industry and what tools are out there to help simplify this process for contractors or for anybody really that is involved in construction. Alex Dunn is actually from Level Set, so he's considered something of an expert when it comes to payment and construction. And uh, I'm really excited to have this conversation and to learn something new and to hopefully provide you guys with a little bit of information about this complicated topic for the industry. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. Alex, hi, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to dive into this topic and to finally just learn more about payment for the industry. I think it's a little bit bonkers how hard it is for contractors to get paid. Uh, and so I think the work that you guys do at Level Set is great to help solve this problem and this pain point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. I'm really excited to uh, you know create some content with y'all. Um, and, and talk about payment. So I never thought I'd be excited about talking about construction payments, but uh, here I am after uh, a little over three years at Level Set, and you know the more and more I learn about the industry and about the you know the challenges that exist within it, whether it's payment or otherwise, um, mm -hmm. I'm more and more intrigued and interested in you know helping solve some of those challenges. Amazing. Well, just to get us started, why don't you just give us the elevator pitch of who you are and what you do at Level Set to kind of get our listeners on the same page here. Yeah, so uh, a little bit about me. I run the content team at Level Set. Uh, I've been here for about three years. Um, and as a company, we're on a mission to solve the problems with payment and construction and help uh, empower people to get what they earn. You know, every day, uh, basically millions of dollars of liens are filed in the United States. And, you know, that means people aren't getting paid. Uh, so there's a there's a big problem there, and we've you know slowly and surely been working away at trying to figure out why these things happen and how we can support the community in construction to you know overcome the challenges. So a few things we do at Level Set. Um, one is we have our software that helps people exchange payment documents like preliminary notices, payment applications, lien waivers um, in a more automated and easy way. Depending on where you are in the United States, like that paperwork process can require an entire team of people. Um, so we have that. That's like our core product. That's what we started with. Um, we have a you know per document lien filing service that helps people just file a lien when they're in a tough spot. Um, my product is the content product. So we have you know over eight thousand blog posts on understanding the different parts of construction payment. Um, you know hundreds of hundreds of pages webinars, um, glossary of terms, downloadable content, videos, uh, you name it. We have tons and tons of content and we actually just launched a new content product. Um, 
which is Level Set News, and it talks about some of the you know, more relevant and timely information going on in the industry. It profiles some of the thought leaders in the industry, um, you know, well-known credit managers and CFOs at large construction companies to talk about the challenges they face. So that's kind of you know a little look into the content side. And then we have two other core products. One is uh, our community, which is a place where contractors can come and ask questions and get answers from uh, construction attorneys or, or peers. Um, so for instance, there's a, a section for credit managers in there that can come and, and talk about the challenges they're facing or get advice from other credit managers. Um, and then our, our final product is the payment profiles, which is a way for you to actually see the payment history of GCs, um, lenders, um, and different folks within the payment industry to see how quickly do they pay, what is their payment process, who do they work with, um, and on average, you know, like how much risk is there involved in mm -hmm. working with a new customer. So that's like the quick, the quick story. There's so much there. I think that it's so great that not only do you provide solutions, but you almost encourage contractors to get involved in the conversation, to ask their questions and to use resources and just make it so accessible. I think that that's awesome. Definitely. And there's, there's really a core theme there. Um, you know, one of our core values at Level Set is to help first. And we're always just trying to find more ways to help people either understand payment, you know, deal with payment or resolve payment. Um, and we think that the, you know, the, the core tenant, you know, to do that is communication. Um, collaboration sure. and communication is the one thing that's going to preserve the relationships that are really important in construction. And it's also just a way to avoid problems. Um, a lot of the times we see these payment problems because people just didn't know they were supposed to pay someone, not because they didn't want to, or they're holding back payment. They're just so far removed from each other off the job site that they mm -hmm. don't realize they need to make a payment to someone who was brought onto the job by a sub subcontractor who brought on right. a supplier or a material um, supplier. So yeah, right. interesting. That's awesome. So why don't you give us an overview of you, Alex? I'd love to hear about how you got involved in the construction industry um, and kind of what that story is. Absolutely. Yeah. So I actually grew up on a construction site more or less. Um, my dad was a restoration contractor, um, not oh, cool. necessarily the kind that you know fixes after you have a fire in your house or a hurricane comes but the kind that would buy really, really old, you know, Victorian houses in New England, and he'd restore them to their original beauty, um, trying to use as much of the original um, home as possible. Oh, wow. So, you know, he, he built the house I grew up in, and then we moved into a, you know, 150-year-old house. And uh, <laughs> it was always a construction project going on around me. So I really learned a lot about it, working with different guys, his crews, um, you know, when I was younger, and then being on his crews throughout um, then I went off to college and I studied music in a totally different direction, uh, actually like sound engineering more specifically. Oh, and then okay. I got my MBA um, and I started a business with two of my good friends uh, up in Boston. I ran that business for about uh, four years, five years, and then ended up selling it to a PR firm. It was actually mm -hmm. a marketing agency um, called Skyscope. We sold it to a, a big PR firm up in Massachusetts that had offices all over the country. And then I moved to New Orleans um, to be uh, with my fiance, who's from here. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when I found uh, Level Set, which at the time was actually called Z-Lean. Um, and we didn't like having the word lean in the name, so we changed it to Level Set, um, which we think yeah. is a, a much better name. Uh, you know, our, our goal here is to level set the playing field, uh, make it so that there isn't any bullying or any bad things going on in construction and that you know people have all an even chance of, of getting what they earn. I love that. I think that 
I mean, at the end of the day, that's why we're all here as much as construction is a lifestyle. And, you know, we all love being in the industry and hearing the stories and meeting the people. It is still a career. And, you know, if not everybody's getting paid, then, you know, that kind of goes against the basis of being in any business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's honestly kind of frustrating to see it because a lot of the times the, the individual contributors, um, you know, the laborers are getting paid much faster. You know, they get, they get their paycheck most of the time. Um, but when you talk to the business owners, um, they just struggle so much to be able to cut those checks sometimes because they're just getting slow paid and they're waiting so long. Um, and they're so stressed because their people are so important to them. You know, hiring yeah. and retaining good talent in construction um, in the trades is, is really hard. And um, when you can't, you know, pay your guys or you're, you're worried about it or you can't, you know, make payments on your equipment, um, it's really, really stressful. And, and you can hear it in people's voices when they call us and they're, they're you know, don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn because they're owed 80, 90, hundred thousand dollars or even more sometimes. And they just yeah. don't know, they don't know where to turn. So. so why is it so difficult and complex in the construction industry to get paid? I feel like this isn't really a problem and I could be wrong, but you don't hear about it at least in any other industry. It's like normal that you get paid for the work you do. So why is it so hard in construction? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I could answer it, you know, a hundred different ways. And I, I want to like be respectful of the time we mm -hmm. have together on this call um, and try sure. and unpack it quickly. Um, one reason is um, it's just how it's always been to some extent, you know, the way people get paid, like the credit management is like basically only exists in construction for the most part, um, where people are having to extend credit to get jobs done all the time. Um mm -hmm. But one thing we like to talk about a lot in construction is we call it the construction payment chain, which is, you know, you can kind of visualize this, um, you know, owner or lender all the way at the very top of this chain, and they hire a general contractor below them. And that GC hires anywhere between three and 300 subcontractors, depending on the scale of the project. And those subcontractors go and hire sub-subs, or the sub-subs go and hire suppliers, um, or there's equipment lessors involved. There's just all these people. And they all have to do work and they have to do it in tandem and they have to understand, you know, okay, I can't, can't paint the walls until the drywall goes up or, you know, I can't put up the framing until the foundation's in. They're trying to, you know, coordinate all this stuff on the job site and mm -hmm. make sure that it's all good. And to be able to do that and then get payment, you have to fill out a bunch of paperwork and send it to someone who's not on the job site. And you have this disconnect of communication between on the field and in the back office and then between the back offices. So there's some, you know, communication breakdown that happens in the complexity of a, a large scale project. So that's like one kind of, you know, major reason, I suppose. Yeah. And the other is just the governmental regulations and, you know, non-governmental regulations. We sometimes we call it like red tape or like the rigmarole of dealing with construction payments. Um, but you think about all the paper that needs to go into, you know, starting with a contract um, where things are decided like payment terms and there's a hundred different clauses. And then you have to, you know, in many states send a preliminary notice or a notice of commencement is filed on the job. And like it sets a bunch of deadlines into um, into effect. And if you miss those deadlines, you lose your lien rights. And if you protect your lien rights, some people might not understand them and get upset and it might damage a relationship. So mm -hmm. there's all these things that can go wrong, um, including what I said earlier, which was just like, sometimes people don't even know they're supposed to pay you because right. it's become so complicated and the, the correct forms weren't used or 
the GC didn't let someone know they were supposed to send something by a certain time. There's mm-hmm. always, you know, two sides to the story from the, you know, party doing the work and the party making the payment. And it's very hard for them to stay in touch and communicate because there's just so much paperwork to track um, overall. So. Right. So when it comes to actually talking about it and talking about these challenges, what do you think is the biggest challenge in kind of breaking down the taboo of talking about payments and being able to have those conversations without it coming across as being, um, you know, challenging or, you know, um, accusatory or anything like that? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And because I've never sat in the seat of, you know, an office administrator or a credit manager, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn to some extent, sure. but I can say that, you know, people are happy to take your services. They're happy for you to buy materials on their behalf and install them and make something nice. Um, you shouldn't be afraid to ask for what you're owed. You know, if everyone signed a contract that said, Hey, you know, I'm going to do this $10,000 worth of work and you're going to pay me $10,000. Like you, it shouldn't be that much of a relationship breaker or an issue to be able to ask for that money or even protect it using uh, mechanics liens rights in, in the United States. So. Right. Right. I, sure. I, I, it's weird though, that it is a taboo. And, you know, I think it is because of that relationship angle. I think people value relationships forever. The industry has been, you know, done on handshakes in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that takes a while to change. And like, it doesn't necessarily have to change. Like you can still do a deal on a handshake, but you should still be protecting your right to get paid. Um, mostly because like, you just never know, like you saw it with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So many people held the money or didn't make payments or had to make payments to avoid liens. And and it just became this thing where like people freaked out and there was a giant spike in mechanics liens and then it petered out and there's all all this sort of stuff going on. Um, it can happen at any time and it's always, you know, good to, to be proactive about how you manage your payments, um, whether you're, you know, protecting yourself or whether you're just, you know, being open, you know, coming to the table and communicating with your hiring party. Right, for sure. I want to jump back for a second. You mentioned um, about the concept of how it's always been. And I know in construction right now, especially even outside of payments, I mean, we talk about it a lot with the rental industry. We hear it with safety. Um, there's always this, this kind of overarching umbrella of how it's always been and technological advancement and technology has been playing a big part in challenging that and not getting rid of old traditions. And, you know, like you said, like the relationship standards that have existed forever in construction, but it's helping to kind of drive change and build this almost, we're all in this together type of feeling in the industry. Do you think that that kind of movement is helping to drive these conversations and move things forward in a more productive way to have mutual understanding and start to develop better communication lines between contractors? Yeah, I, I would say that it, it most definitely is in, in many respects. Um, there's like one thing I always like to say is, you know, things change, so change things. And mm-hmm. things have changed a lot since, you know, 1880 when the first skyscraper was built <sighs> in the United States. Like, you know, like so many things have changed. The use of technology is here. Um, the complexity of projects has you know, skyrocketed the complexity of paperwork requirements from permitting to, um, you know, contract law to understanding like all the various things that you need to do to have a successful project. 
It's just mm-hmm. continues to change and people need to be able to come to the table and realize you can't do it like you did a hundred years ago. Right. You can't do it like you did 15 years ago because you need to be able to work with each other on the project. You need to be able to communicate and you need to be able to collaborate. And unless you're kind of using the same language and understanding the same um, ins and outs of what needs to happen, you're going to find some some major pitfalls. Right. And how I big hope that answered role- your question. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, no, it totally did. Um, how big of a role do you think construction plays in helping to solve, or sorry, construction, does technology play in helping to solve this problem? Uh, which problem specifically? So about like the communication and trying to make these positive changes of helping people get paid. Um, and, and I guess also part of like what level set is doing, like how much yeah. level set leaned on technology to help simplify this process and start these conversations. And even with what you were talking about with the amount of paperwork, like all it takes is for one piece of paper to slip down into the cab of a truck and somebody's not getting paid. Exactly. Um, I think technology is incredibly important. You know, for a while before I was working at Level Set, I was pretty jaded actually about technology. I was kind of, you know, saying like, you know, what's this next startup over here doing this or that or the other thing? you know, making data analytics for, for data, like analytics, like it was like kind of ice to Eskimo situation, um, in some, in some respects. Um, but in construction, I've seen a lot of really unique technological improvements that are helping like across the board. So you're seeing stuff from like the, you know, BIM 360 AutoCAD, like all the pre-planning things, all the new, you know, technology and, and legal assistance you can get from people like LegalZoom, I'm like, there's so many little things like before you even start your construction business that can help you, you know, get into the industry and understand it. And then obviously when you're in the industry, there's a million and one different great technology products around um, field management, around, you know, people using beacons and GIS technology and drones and like, you know, you name it. You can not necessarily automate every single part of a construction project but you can definitely automate the tracking and communication of every single part of a construction project. Like people have, you know, 360 degree cameras, they walk through the job site once a day or they fly a drone once a day and that goes to headquarters for the GC and they're watching this progress and making notes and the subs are using, you know, uh, task management systems on their phone where they're checking off the boxes that's filling out the pay app that's going into level set that's being fired off with the invoice and the invoice reminder and, and this whole thing can be connected in one way or another, you know, it's still very fragmented and there's big right. players out there, um, Procore and stuff that just have, you know, the ability to go build different parts of the whole, of the whole shebang. Um, there is no one like silver bullet that's going to help you perfectly track everything in construction, mm-hmm. but you got to know, like, you know, what do you need as a contractor or a specific trade contractor? Um, what's going to be the most helpful for you to report on what you're doing? and be able to include that in a more streamlined way that so you can communicate with other stakeholders on the project. Right. And I think the other part of that too is even just the ability for contractors or business owners to ask questions in safe places. Like like the community that you were talking about, the ability to talk to somebody who has legal experience and to go to level set and to say I have these questions about payment, I don't know who else to ask, the accessibility to get that information. Um, can you tell us anything more about that community like side of level set? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's relatively, 
I can give you like the full history um, pretty quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing is like, it used to just be called the CLC, which was our Construction Legal Center. And people would come on our website and they'd ask a question and our internal legal team would answer it. Um, then when we changed our name to Level Set, we kind of rebranded it as more of an expert center where we're you know pulling in experts from all around the community, including lawyers in every single state, um, trying to make sure that we had the bandwidth to answer the you know hundreds of questions we were getting a week. So you can come on Level Set, click the button at the top that says ask a question, and you'll be able to ask a question that is about anything. You ask it anonymously if you'd like, so that people don't know um, who wrote it. Um, you can ask it about your customer or, or a situation you're having or something you're dealing with, and a lawyer from your state or an expert, depending on you know what you're looking for, um, like an accountant or a CPA, will be able to answer your question and give you some detail on on what to look for. And uh, you can also obviously contact that that lawyer who's helped you or that that expert who's helped you. Um, and if, as the communities has grown and grown, we're starting to build out kind of more specialized communities. One I mentioned earlier was uh, credit management or credit managers. Right. Um, it's one of the more complex and confusing jobs. There's a lot of negotiation. There's a lot of, you know, different nuanced aspects to be able to run a really good credit department at a material supplier or equipment lesser or um, large subcontractors, you know, like depending on your role or type of business, sometimes you need a credit department. Uh -huh. And um, it's, it's a really interesting kind of vertical of customers for us. And we love to, you know, provide places to help them, um, provide places that they can have water cooler conversations around how they report on, um, you know, receivables um, to their boss or you know, any number of, of little things that they want to get insight from other people in the industry on. So, um, there's there's a lot of ways for people to communicate there, um, and then there's I don't I don't even know if this exists right now in our product. It did for a while. Um, I think it does to some extent. But when you're when you're a lien is filed, say you know you're a subcontractor and you're not being paid, and you file a lien upon um, the property, the GC or the other parties involved will get the notification, or they'll get the lien in the mail, or whatever it is, and and there's a, a link you can go to that you see online and it allows you to actually have a conversation with that person about the lien um, as it's being filed or slightly before it's being filed in some cases um, so that they, they can say like, Oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't know I was, you were even on this job. Like I'll cut you the check tomorrow or right. Hey, like you, you guys still have to finish this punch list item. Um, like, and we'll make sure to pay you as soon as it's done. So, you know, opening up those opportunities for people to communicate uh, whether it's during a problem, before a problem, or after a problem, is you know going to be way better than any legal action or litigation yeah. or you know having to foreclose on a lien. God forbid. Um, there's just uh, you know there's almost always a better solution than you know taking someone to court, um, yeah. unless you know you want to spend all your money and and be depressed. <laughs> How much? I mean, I know that there's no exact number on this, at least not that I know of. Maybe you have a different insight. But what percentage do you guess that of payment problems in the construction industry ends up boiling down just to communication? I mean, I'm tempted to give you a yeah. really high percentage. Um, but I guess that would all depend on how you, um, you know, how right. do you define communication? Um, if you define it as picking up the phone and calling someone or, you know, 
like I said, sending a pay app on time. If you if you don't send a pay app or pay, payment application, depending on you know how you like to call it, um, which is a document that goes with your invoice to say this is the work I did and this is you know what you owe me, and here you know you fill it out just the right way. But if you send the wrong one, or you send it after the deadline, or you send it like slightly wrong, either because you didn't know it's supposed to be that way, or like mm-hmm. you're you're lying, that's a communication issue too. Um, if you didn't let someone know you were on the job and just say, you know, there's a, there's like a project awareness letter you can send at the beginning of the job that says, Hey, I'm here. Um, whether that's required, like in, in Texas and California and, and Florida, Arizona, a lot of States require that you actually mm-hmm. send a document like that. Um, whereas in other States like New York, um, you don't really have to let anyone know you're on the job, but you can still do it. And we've seen it like it's proven time and time again. When you let someone know you're on the job and that you're protecting your lien rights or you you know you understand them at least, your invoice just moves to the top of the pile. And you're not going to have those commu- as many communication issues down the road. Um, so if if I had to like give you a percentage, uh, I'll give you like the easy, like at yeah. least half, I bet. I bet half of things happen because of miscommunication. You know, we did, we actually just did a report. I don't have it up in front of me, but you can go on levelset, uh, levelset.com slash news and look up our most recent um, payment report that we do um, every quarter, basically. And uh, it's, I think that the title is, you know, subs get paid twice as fast uh, or like uh, GCs get paid twice as fast as subs. Um, something, something, I forget what it's called. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like there's, there's a breakdown in there, a chart of why do payment happen? Like, mm-hmm. why are there payment issues? Um, so there's 600 responses in there. And I think like the top four of them, top four of the, the responses were wow. all related to payment or three of the top four, maybe I forget. I should, I should have pulled this no, up before we no, jumped I, on the line, but uh, it, it is, it is definitely an yeah. issue. Of the communication and that's stuff. where, once again, my mind goes back to whether it's the community um, that's offered at level set, the ability to ask questions and even what technology has done to be able to create those you know, those virtual spaces to connect and to send a quick text or an email or to forward, um, you know, like documents along, like it just simplifies the process of trying to play telephone tag or, you know, sending something in the mail and just simplifying the whole process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it it is a, it is a crazy process. Um, I was actually on the, on the line with one of our lawyers in the um, community the other day chatting with him about, you know, why, how he gets value out of it and everything. And he said something that really like struck me that I never realized. He said, um, if you were to print out all of the regulations on being a brain surgeon in the United States, and then you also printed out all the regulations on managing payment for your construction business, the two stacks would be like, you know, the, the payment, the construction one would be like four times as tall as the brain surgeon one. And I was like, you're yeah. probably right about that. You know, I've, I've, I've read, through the statutes of one, you know, one or two states on around mechanics lien rights alone, and it's like you're just scrolling right. and scrolling and scrolling, and it's all this technical legal mumbo jumbo. Um, it's like, how do you understand how to deal with that? Without well, I can't even imagine if you're a contracting um, so, company and you work in five different states, or you know, you're picking up jobs here and there, or you want to expand your business. Like talk about a payment headache, trying to figure out what the different laws are and what the different rules are and how it works in different places. Yeah, I honestly cannot imagine having to do that without help from, you know, technology, especially in states like Texas. If you're in Texas and you're listening to this right now, 
I'm very sorry you have to manage payment because it is a headache. What would it be? Oof. Like, why would it be so different across states? Is it just like individual needs for that specific place or like what causes that? I mean, it's the same as probably any state law around, you know, uh, if you can buy alcohol right. on a Sunday or if you can, you know, do do this or that outside at this time. You know, every state has their own laws and they develop over time within the state statutes. And, um, you know, they, they somewhat align to, you know, various political leanings of the state, I'm sure. Um, but for some reason, yeah, like a, a couple of states or, you know, the majority of states have really confusing lien laws and really confusing document requirements. Um, you know, Florida has interesting notice of commencement. Um, a few other states have it as well. Um, can't remember off the top of my head, but it's a pretty common document that's required that the GC, you know, files this document with the town clerk that says the project is starting and all deadlines begin today and they post it on the job site. And if you don't know that that's a thing and you're working on a project, you, you're like, you're done. You're not going to, you're not going to have any lien rights. You're not going to be able to, you know, send your preliminary right. notices on time. Um, and, and it's just crazy. Like there's just so many, and depending on what type of project you're doing, is it commercial? Is it residential? Um, were you hired by the, the, you know, the owner directly with the owner or were you hired by a general contractor? Um, is it a public project or a private project? Um, is it over a certain dollar value? Is it under a certain dollar value? Are you licensed? You know, are you not licensed? Like all of these things play a role. Um, you know, if you go to our frequently asked questions on things like mechanics liens by state, you know, there's 50 questions. Yeah. It's crazy. Like that, it's just, it's really complicated. Uh, unfortunately, right. I wish it wasn't that way. Um, if we could, if we could just change the laws a little set, that would be cool. But instead we just try and make them a little bit yeah. easier for people to understand. And we give them the tools. Um, you know, we have a lot of deadline tracking baked into our software, notifications to let you know, hey, this was sent, or hey, this should be sent, or hey, this deadline's approaching. Um, and then we can automate making sure all of those documents yeah. go out on time. Is it, is, is it something where the laws change quickly? Like, have you seen, I know you've only been at level set for about three years, but do you notice that there's a lot of change happening that you have to readjust what you do for your customers because the laws are changing? Or is it a pretty stagnant, like once they set something for payments, it stays that way? That's a really good question. I wish more people asked us that because yes, they change actually pretty frequently. Um, I, you know, they're not going to change massively, but I think it was uh, Georgia just the other week finally like passed this bill around like uh, something around lien waivers. Man, they, there's so much going on. I wish I could speak about this a little bit more. Um, like I was educated, um, but no, there's you know there's laws that get passed that change the payment regulations um, and what documents need to be sent and the language that's required on those documents. Um, but for the most part, like there's also a lot of um, legal cases around payment. So as I was talking about earlier, like mm -hmm. litigation happens, people don't communicate. They want to go to court for some reason. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to go to court, but they end up there somehow um, because they're not able to you know, find a resolution. And um, there are judgments based on how that court case falls out. And every judgment is another precedent that, every contractor in that mm -hmm. state should be aware of if you know xyz happens and the court um decides xyz is not illegal then you're good but if it is illegal you need to be careful that you don't do that because the precedent's right. been set in your state that you can't 
you know, pull off that X, Y, Z thing. Um, so that's another thing you can find in levelset.com slash news is uh, our, we call them legal alerts. And anytime there's a court case related to uh, construction payment or construction, you know, I guess just construction yeah. payments for the most part. I don't know why. I guess workmanship disputes are a thing, but again, that's pretty tied to payment. Um, in, in any event, you can go and read them. You can filter them by state. You can sign up to make sure you get the legal alerts delivered to your inbox. Um, and at the end of the day, like, you know, we have our legal team writing those court case reviews. So you're not like, you don't have to go and read the actual court case. We'll, we'll give you the breakdown. Um, and sometimes the lawyers from our community also write them for us as well. So they're always going to be written by someone who uh, has a, has a, was it bar Yeah, I think that that'd probably, probably be it. That's so, it's just fascinating. I would never think that I'd be so like intrigued by payment and just the world that is of I agree. I, I totally feel the same way. Um, someone like introduced me as like a construction payment expert or something on, on a call the other day. And I like, it's, it's pretty true because I, I feel like I know yeah. so much about it. But it is actually so interesting. I never thought that one day I would I would care so passionately about this really niche, esoteric area of the law right. and construction. Well, and I think it's like you said, you're seeing, well, I guess maybe not seeing it, but you're hearing it and you're reading about these experiences and these struggles that contractors deal with. And I think that that really humanizes just the whole situation. You know, somebody makes a law somewhere and that it... it you know, it comes down the pipe and it has real impact and real implications on the men and women who are building our world. Do you think that as, you know, I think maybe not like in the whole sense of the world, but we're becoming more connected. I think, you know, having a contracting company that does work across different states is becoming more and more common uh, because travel is easier um, and everything like that. Just the world's just becoming more and more connected. So do you think that we'll get to a point ever where there will be like overarching payment rules that will be followed and that it will be less chaotic to to manage the rules in different states or in different regions? Interesting, interesting question. Um, my yeah. answer for that one is going to be yes and no. So the no part is like, that's like asking if our, our tax code will ever be easy to understand. Um, I, I think there will always right. be that. Um, level of complexity baked into um, the legal okay. system and how things are decided that, you know, it's like murky. You can't, you can't really, it's like you're surrounded by this kind of fog of confusion. Um, so that's the no part. And for the yes part, I'd say like, I think we're kind of there. I think that there's a few really simple things you can do um, as, in the construction industry to, to like resolve this to some extent. Um, whether you use level set or your own internal processes or in-house lawyer, whatever you want to do, like, I think it exists. And I, we all, we have two kind of frameworks we think about. I'll talk about like the, you know, kind of squishy and fun one. We call it the set framework, um, which stands for uh, S is see everyone or be seen. So that's the idea of like knowing who's on the job, knowing who's out there, what they're doing, who you owe money to, who owes you money, all those things. So S, see and be seen. E is exchange documents easily. Right. Find a way to know exactly what documents you need to send and when and, and make sure that they get in the mail because that's part of the key communication you need, to, you need to do throughout the job. So see and be seen, 
uh, easily exchange documents. And then T is talk it out. Again, that's like the, the okay. key communication. When there is a problem, you got to you know get on the phone and have, have a conversation. Whether it's hard for you or not, it's going to be way easier than going to court. It's going to be way easier than getting a lawyer involved. Like have a, a real conversation, educate yourself, you know, hop on the community, ask whatever questions you need to ask, get some legal help and, and don't go in there, you know, trying to mash up the relationship, but, but talk it out, let them know, Hey, we did this job. Yeah. We sent these documents. Um, we still haven't received payment and we don't want to have to file a lien or have a problem, but like we need, we need to know what's going on with y'all because our lien deadline's coming up. Um, and, and there's plenty of things you can do, you know, before, before there's a, a you know, nuclear problem. Uh, so, so that's the one, you know, kind of squishy fun framework, the set framework S E T. Uh, we like to talk about that as kind of like, you know, we're, if we could imbue that into the mind of every you know person who runs billing or, you know, runs a construction company, uh, we think that that would help a lot. So it's kind of the yes. And then there's the more like simple and, um, you know, straightforward thing. We call it the PIM method, which is P is for preliminary notice. Um, send your preliminary notices on every job, whether they're required or not. They're one of the best ways to get your invoice moved to the top of the pile. One of the best ways for you to just let people know you're there. So it kind of lines up with the S in some way. And when you send that preliminary notice, it's like you're you're letting people know you're there. They're, they know you're there. It's all very good. Um, and then I is intent to lean where you can send a notice of intent to lean, which is just an escalation document when you're not getting paid, um, to let people know you're serious about it. Um, let people know that you, you know, you're not going to just like let them not pay you. Uh, so there's that. And then there's M which stands for mechanics lean. Um, so that's like the very simple, you know, y'all know what that is. Um, when someone doesn't pay you, you sometimes, if you follow the right steps, you can file this document that basically gives you a claim to the property until you're paid, um, which you can bring to a foreclosure action if you'd like, or, or not. Um, if you usually like most of the time people are like, Whoa, like we need to pay this guy right now. So, uh, uh, that's the PIM method. Um, we don't really like teach that one as much. That's not like something we don't like the protectionist mindset mm -hmm. as much. We like the more kind of like collaboration mindset. Right. So that's why, you know, we, we say, set method a lot when we talk to people who are trying to understand lean rights is like if you think through that and you kind of embody that in the way you work with your customers um you'll be set up for success mm -hmm. yeah that seems to fit really well with the whole vibe of level set and just trying to like you said earlier level the playing field for everybody exactly funny thing is we came up with the set method before we changed our name to level set too <laughs> oh really yeah, it was that just was like a great coincidence. That's awesome. So aside from the set uh, framework, is there anything about payments in construction that you wish you could just tell every contractor out there? Hmm. That's a great question. I have to think about it for a couple days. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can email me your, your, uh, your response later. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the risk of repeating myself, you know, a million times in, in one 30 minute podcast is just, you know, relationships are important. So, you know, when you have an issue in a relationship, one of the best things you can do is do a better job communicating and having hard conversations, mm -hmm. um, whether they're, you know, tense or not, like you're, you're going to be a lot better off if you just communicate. And instead of, taking a, 
aggressive stance or trying to bully someone or trying to use scare tactics, all you have to do is collaborate. Like if right. you do good work and you want to keep working with the same clients and you know they're not paying you fast enough, like have the hard conversation and collaborate over it. Be like, okay, I want to keep working with you. It's really fun. You, you give me great contracts to do, but like I need to be paid within 45 days, not 80. You know, right. 80 doesn't work for me and I can't take a job unless you can commit to this. And if, you know, you fool me once, shame, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me or yeah. whatever it is. Like, yeah. you know, you, you have to draw a line somewhere um, and you have to, you have to collaborate with people and, and keep those relationships strong. So that, that's the key. There's a lot of ways to do it. It sucks doing paperwork, but uh, that's why we exist. And that's why a lot of um, other technology companies exist in construction is try and just remove some of that rigmarole and that red tape and make it easy to uh, collaborate over payments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of your blogs on level set, you wrote that in 2018, it took contractors an average of 83 days to get paid. Do you have any kind of stat or number or day that you have um, as a standard with customers that work through level set opposed to trying to do it on their own? Uh, well, everyone's different. Um, I could, you know, tell some micro stories. Um, if you go on level set, you can watch some of our, you know, testimonials that we've been conducting over zoom. Um, but yeah, people come in their their DSO is so bad or their days outstanding payment is so bad, um, that they're like about to go out of business. Um, and they go from waiting those, you know, on average 80 days, some people get paid faster. And if you look at different trades or different parts of the construction process, like some people get paid a little faster than others, no doubt. Um, some people make payments a, a little faster than other people. Um, as you can tell on the payment profiles on level set, some people are like, you know, rated F and all their reviews are like run for the hills and don't work with these guys. Um, and other ones are like awesome payers, like pay me on time every time. So it, it's different everywhere, but we've seen people come in with a, a DSO of waiting 80 days, um, and dropping that to 40 within the first month. Wow. So we've, we've literally seen it cut in half. Um, we've seen it, you know, get really, we just want it to be like reasonable. Um, and we don't think 80 days is reasonable. We don't even think 50 days is reasonable. Um, you know, if your contract says 30 days, um, you should probably be paid within 30 days. Um, and if it, if it exceeds 60, like you're, you're, you're most likely in most States going to lose your lien rights unless you take action right away. So for sure. What do you believe payments in the industry will look like in 10 years? And what do you wish that it would look like? Mm, Another good question. Um, I'd like to see way less mechanics liens. I mean, like that is kind of our goal as a company is like, can we create a world with no mechanics liens? I mean, our CEO wrote a book called Lean Zero, which is like his vision for creating a world with no liens because you know let's face it nobody likes mechanics liens mm-hmm. um like the, we we literally changed our company name because like you know we'd call people and they, they'd be like no thanks like i don't want to work with a company with the word lean in it right um so so yeah at the, at the end of the day like that's what we want to see in 10 years like we would it would be great to be put out of business by the fact that no everyone's getting paid on time um that would be amazing um I guess that's, that's my answer. <laughs> yeah, that's a great answer. I think that that's, that's awesome. Um, what a world that would be, eh? Yeah, exactly right. And just to kind of end us off here, Alex, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with today? I would say um, to anyone listening, you know, payments is stressful. It is stressful dealing with payments. Um, 
luckily I haven't had to necessarily do it in the shoes of someone in construction. Um, but I've, I've spoken to hundreds of customers, a level set, um, and it is, I know how stressful it is. I know how confusing it can be, um, but you're not alone. Uh, our, our team's core value to help first is very real. If you're having any sort of issues or if you're confused about anything, um, just give us a call. Seriously, we have like one of the most outrageously amazing group of support team members. We have an amazing group on the legal team. We have really, really smart payment experts and, and account managers that can help you just kind of like figure things out. Um, we're not going to charge you. You can come and send preliminary notices for free. Um, you know, in fact, that's one thing I always like to tell people is just like, hey, like go to Level Set, send a preliminary notice on your next job and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like you, you'll see payment speed up a little bit. Um, we also have a lot of people that say like, I don't want to do that. Like I've been working with this customer for so long. Like they're just going to think it's weird. And like, well, don't do it with them if you don't want to. But no one has ever gotten mad about receiving a preliminary notices since we started the company. Right. You have people so hesitant to send them and then they just start sending them and like nothing bad happens. And they're like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. Um, <laughs> so it's pretty interesting. Um, so that's what I'd say is like, you know, just reach out to us. We'll give you a hand. Um, you know, if, if you're if you're waiting more than the time you want to or you're struggling collecting payments or you're spending, you know, 15 hours a week chasing down payments, like come and chat with us. You know, we're not going to pressure you into anything. We just want to, you know, give you the tools to, so you can either do it by yourself or, or whatever. Um, so that's what I'll end it on, I guess. That's awesome. Well, I really, really appreciate you coming on and talking today. Um, I feel like I've learned so much. I feel like I need to go check out this book. What was that book again by uh, your founder? Yeah. So if you just, uh, if you type in leanzero.com, L-I-E-N-Z-E-R-O.com, It'll redirect you directly to levelset.com where you can download this free book. Um, We used to send out hard copies to our customers. I don't know if we have any more. And it may even still be branded with our old brand because it was kind of like a, you know, big thing that our CEO wrote back in the day. Um, But it it still holds 100% true. Definitely check it out if you're, you know, struggling with payments or want to speed stuff up. You'll, You'll grab a few bits of knowledge that will make your life a little easier. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, because it's at like the foundation of why he started the company anyways. So I think it's such a great way to kind of get an insight into the basis of level set as a whole as well. Yeah, absolutely. His, his founding, we got to get him on your podcast sometime. Um, his founding story is, is really, really great. And um, he's a really smart guy, um, really compassionate to the industry and um, you know, all sides of it, not just the, the little guys, um, but mm-hmm. also the big guys who are dealing with the, you know, the headaches of dealing with the little guys. So for sure. All right. Well, thanks so much, Alex, again, for uh, being on dirt stories today. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Anytime we'll talk again soon, Alex. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dirt Stories. We'd like to thank Alex Dunn from Level Set for joining us on today's episode to help uncover the world of payments for the construction industry. If you or someone you know has a dirt story worth sharing, shoot us an email at dirtstories at dozer.com and we'd be happy to hear from you. Dirt Stories is produced by Dozer, the world's first and only e-commerce solution for the heavy equipment rental industry. Find the equipment you need on the Dozer Marketplace. Rental companies can also find e-commerce solutions for their own business 
also provided by Dozer. Visit dozer.com for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Jennifer Cote, and I look forward to seeing you next week for another episode of Dirt Stories.